Our Father, we bless you. We thank you for yet another week. Thank you for the month of November. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for we love you. We love you. You constantly validate that you truly love us. Every time we look around us, we see nature, we see your beauty. We see your excellence, oh God. Please be glorified in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Please fill us, oh God. Help us not to waste our time. Let this word take root in our lives and let it bring forth fruit, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to welcome you once again to another episode of the Seedlings of Wisdom podcast. My name is Jeremiah. As always, I'm excited to be recording and I trust that the Lord will bless you richly in the name of Jesus. Um, one of the things that the Lord has laid upon my heart is the system of hope. Scripture reminds us that though a tree be cut down, but then it says that the scent of water says that even if your life has severely cut you, injured you, made you feel as though there is no hope, there is a guarantee at the scent of water, there is hope for a tree, though it be cut off, but at the scent of water. You not say at water being present, but at the perceiving, not even the fact that water had come, but at the fact that there is a sense, there is a system that simulates or that brings a possibility that there will be water coming, there is hope. There is hope. My message to you, first of all, is if you're listening to me and then the week has been a little bit stressful and frustrating, your expectation has not been met, I have come to tell you that there is hope for a tree. There is hope. In the rejection, there is hope. In the whole thing that played out in your relationship this week, there is hope. In the issue that played out with your house, there is hope. With your parent, there is hope. There is hope for a tree. Though it be cut off. But at the scent of water. This is somebody's testimony in the name of Jesus. Today, we'll be continuing on the series that we started last week. It says, look, what do you see? Last week, we started to consider that there are several things that happen around you that you look at, but you do not see what you ought to see. There is a possibility that a man can look at a thing and not see what is expected by the celestial of him. When I say celestial, I mean the spiritual bodies. We all understand by now that this physical world that we live in is actually controlled by the spiritual. So we understand that the earth that we live and we operate in has a superior realm, which is a spiritual realm. And if we come to that understanding that there is truly a spiritual realm, that we understand that there are expectations of the spiritual bodies, or better still, there are an expectation of God and the elders in heaven of us. And so every time we live our life not functioning or living in that precept or that standard, then we are not living up to the expectation of God. I remember that the essence of man is to give glory to God. Last week, we spoke about sleep, we spoke about water, we spoke about food, we spoke about clothing, shelter, and we spoke about the power of the voice. If you have all of these things in you, 
with you or around you and you're a testimony. There is no need and there is no valid reason for such a man to commit suicide or for such a woman to be without hope because in all of these things are conjoined scent of water. Those are the things that God uses as scent of water to show you and to remind you that I am with you. There is a scripture that reminds us our latter end will be greater than our former. We cannot have a better yesterday. It is not possible. This is the confidence that we move in. We know that our yesterday cannot be as good as our today. Today will always be better. The scripture reminds us the pathway of a righteous man shines bright and bright even until the perfect day. Today we'll continue on that series. Look, what do you see? Holy Ghost, help us. Look, what do you see? Look at the tree. Somebody says, oh, I see firewood. Someone says, I see a table. Someone says, I see a chair. Look again, what do you see? Oh, I see electricity. Oh, I see an opportunity to charge and watch movies. Oh, I see an opportunity to learn again. I see an opportunity to invent and reinvent my mind. Look, my dear friends, what do you see? Today, I'll be looking at three different attributes that I believe influences how we see things. I've said last week that we see from our mind. We look with our eye. So how then do we improve how we see things? Three things are we looking at today. The first thing is your will. What do I mean? My will is a product of my conviction. The year is gradually going to an end now. And I have some questions for you. Number one, how many things did you make up your mind to do that you have done? Number two, how many courses or learning exercises that you said you will do that you have done? Number three, how many habits did you vow not to do or not to commit yourself to again that you are still an ambassador of? Number four, the relationship that you said you will severe ties with, are you not still entangled? Number five, how many times have you made a promise to yourself and to God to do better, but you just can't find the willpower to do so? You tell yourself, I will be great. I will be a powerful man. But sincerely, look again and tell me if you truly see greatness in you. Are you just holding on to a prophecy or a wish or a dream? I hope you know that a decision is an intentional wish backed up by a desire to pay the required price. I repeat myself, a decision is an intentional wish backed up by a desire to pay the required price. Destiny is at the mercy of decision and actions. Destiny is at the mercy of decision and actions. Let the greatest prophets prophesy upon you and tell you you will be great but then your decision your decision ultimately will determine 
when you get to. Without convictions, our will are weak and we cannot be consistent. Before you decide to pursue anything in your life, please take note of something. Spend enough time to sharpen your conviction. Do not venture into things with just the fact that you just think. Sharpen your conviction. Oh, I have the gift of drawing. Fantastic. Have you done anything to further improve that skill that you have? Remember, the skill is like a raw material that you can further improve upon to bring out the product that will be a true value to men. I'll give you an example. Why should I take this course, for example? Oh, because I have a gift of drawing. If I do this, it will further advance my pursuit of being a value giver. If I can give value, then there is a tendency that I will create more possibilities of God answering my prayer against poverty. Because when I have value, then I will most likely have possibility to receive from people. I know that if I truly can win the war against poverty, I will bring glory to God and ultimately I can be a channel of blessing. What about my family? What about my sin? What about the children that God will bring out of me? Can I commit myself to doing this thing so that I can be a true testimony, a true testament of the faithfulness of God? What about my legacy? What if I die today? What will I be remembered of? What exactly are you using to sharpen your conviction? I remind you of a story of a man that is titled the prodigal son. He lived in a house, there was so much. He wakes up in the morning and then he just tells people, he, he, he literally just asks for a list of things he would like to eat. He was not bothered about what he was going to eat, drink, or what he was going to wear. And so he talked in his mind and said, let me go and get all my money. I think I can enjoy my life actually more than this. I need a little bit more of color. There's too much black and white in this house. And then he took everything he could possibly gather from his father and then he left. And then he stayed far away, ventured into several things and lost everything he had. And though he had the capacity to go back, he had the consciousness, he had a will to go back, but then he had not found the power within him to go back. He was too ashamed to go back. And then he came to a point in his life, he realized and said, I will sharpen my convictions. Let me tell myself the truth. Even the slaves in my father's house, they feed three square meals. I should not be here dining with the swine, dining with pigs. And then he took off himself and then he went. He convinced himself. He gained power. Before you decide to do a thing, gain conviction. Sharpen your conviction. Let yourself be reminded on the consequence of not being able to achieve that thing. And the prodigal son picked up himself. I have struggled too long. I have cycled too much of pain. Too much of seasons of reproach and shame. I will go up to my father. And I will tell him I'm sorry. He is my father. I will be like a slave in his house. I do not mind. Until you have come to that point where you are willing to pay the price for destiny. Until then, 
you will keep seeing things or looking at things and seeing the wrong thing. Look again and tell me what you see in the prodigal son story. Are you seeing yourself? Are you seeing yourself locked up in such a situation? You know what you're supposed to be, but you have constantly, consciously walked away. And then this is a message reminding you to go back. Go back to that course. Go back to that place of study. Go back to God and reconcile your life to God. Look again and tell me what do you see? Do you see greatness in you? Do you see a possibility that God can raise a nation even through you? I have three points I would like to talk about today, but for the sake of time, I will stop here. We have will, we have emotions, and then we have our thoughts. Next week, I will continue with the emotions and the thoughts, but for this week, I charge you. What exactly is your willpower? You say you want to do something, you spend all the whole day on social media. How then can God make use of you? How then can you truly be a source of blessing? What then will be your legacy? Or will people see of you when you are gone? The moment you decide to sharpen your conviction, as you sharpen it, you start to see clearly. As you sharpen it, you start to see clearly. And make sure you have gotten the convictions. My dear friend, arise. The nation shall come to your light and king shall come to the brightness of your rising. My dear friend, brothers and sisters, I charge you, Please let's arise. We can, we will, and we'll fulfill destiny. Thank you. I'll see you again next week. God bless you.